Today, we're going to examine the current sentiment of U.S. consumers with our good friend, Jonathan Sharp, the managing director of the AM Consumer and Retail Group. Jonathan, let's start with this. In your recently released survey on consumer sentiment, you argued that there is no evidence to support the idea of consumer spending coming back with a vengeance and giving us the roaring 20s all over again. Why is that? The evidence was pretty strong. We did a survey of consumer sentiment through the late summer into the fall, 1,500 U.S. respondents representative of the adult population. And uh, whilst there are a few things that we might argue are similar to the Roaring Twenties, where they had sort of flapper girls, Charles Lindbergh and Art Deco, and we've got kind of TikTok videos, Jeff Bezos in his spacecraft and NFT art tokens, um, that's where the camera similarity ends. Because if you recall, the Roaring Twenties were about exuberance, exuberant, conspicuous consumption. Mm -hmm. And it's worth recalling the language of May and June of this year when people thought that's where we were headed. We thought COVID was over. Uh, we thought uh, that the shops would be full, both of product and of uh, customers, uh, and that our wallets were going to be open like crazy and uh, there was nothing that was going to stop us. A couple of things happened, actually. One is, and it was pretty clear from our survey, one is the consumer had been seriously bitten by the last 18 months. They'd been bitten both in terms of health concerns and what that had done to their social behavior. But the other thing is they'd been very bitten on their sort of personal P&Ls, personal balance sheets, and they were super cautious. And so when our survey came back, we saw 58% of respondents said that over the next six months, they intended to spend only the same or less than they had spent in the previous six months. The consumer was being much more wise and hesitant than the propaganda, if you like, had suggested in the summer. And I think that was actually them being very rational. The other thing to remember is, is that at this point, the Delta wave was kicking through the country. And so you had a consumer who was already quite cautious, who now saw a new signal that we weren't out of the woods, this wasn't done. And that actually this cycle might keep coming round. Uh, and when we asked them about specific category spending intentions, we gave them 18 categories to choose from in terms of their intention to spend more or less. Only three of those 18 showed any intention to spend more than they had spent in the last 12 months. Jonathan, let's go to that one. I mean, where can we expect spending to rise? There are basically two features where they intend to spend more. One is basic needs, and predominantly that's fresh food. Okay. There was a, it was a real standout in terms of fresh food. that This was an area where they intended and wanted to spend more. And then the second characteristic of sort of positive intent is around experiences, uh, and the two categories that stood out there were wellness and fitness and travel and airlines. And clearly there's a lot of catch up there mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the stuff that we weren't able to do for 18 months that we now have a very strong desire to do. It's worth just noting the areas that the consumer said, no way, I'm actually not interested in spending more. Um, and they were gifting and indulgences. Hmm. So um, I think that raises some really interesting questions for the pattern of holiday spending coming up. Um, and if you wanted a sign that this isn't the old Roaring Twenties, then the consumer saying, I don't want to spend on indulgences is the strongest sign you're going to get. There's no great Gatsby here at all. 
what does that mean for the role of physical stores here going into holidays in terms of what they're going to mean for consumers' lives going forward? First of all, don't write off physical stores. So they are still the predominant channel of choice for the transaction point by a net plus 20 points across all of the categories that we asked about. Um, and then the other thing I just caution retailers on is there are these myths around certain groups who've completely deserted stores, Gen Z, super wealthy, suburban uh, consumers. Uh, those two groups, still a third of them use stores along the purchase journey. So I just say be very careful about imagining stores are done. The area that I'd be really interested in in physical stores are uh, the places where you've got the intersection of a, a sort of a secular demand or a change in tastes that we've seen post-COVID that is best fulfilled by seeing and touching the product. Mm -hmm. And I think there are sort of three that stand out there. I, I've talked about one already, grocery, but grocers need to be massively upping their freshness game and the fresh offer. Uh, and the featuring of that, the space of that, the service around that. There's a consumer desire, hard to fulfill uh, online. I think the second one is where you can curate a wardrobe or a change in style. Hmm. Our survey showed that the work from home trend is here to stay, massively here to stay. And the consumer is therefore seeking to change their style in response to that. And there's a whole wardrobe cycle going on. And they, they're going to want to see styles and fashions put side by side and wardrobe for them. So I think curating that stuff uh, is super uh, is super relevant. And then the other one is where the store is a treasure hunt. You know, for, for, for uh, consumers who are managing a tight budget, for consumers who don't necessarily want to dwell in crowds for a long time, but do want a bit of an interesting shop, um, I think the treasure hunt aspect of, of physical stores is really attractive and particularly attractive, by the way, to millennial consumers. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. 